Welcome, y'all, to the Bird Be Thinking podcast, where we explore and unpack ideas on faith, health, and social justice. Today, we're doing things a little bit differently. Um, we're actually in a podcast recording studio. We're here with Metro Podcast, um, and we're just doing, we're switching it up, you know? We're switching it up, making things different. So before we begin, I want to just lay out a little disclaimer. So first and foremost, I am not a professor. I am not an economist, nor am I a government official. My words should not be taken as gospel. These are simply my thoughts and opinions. Ultimately, I want y'all to think for yourselves. Some days we will have solutions to the problems we talk about, and other times we will not, and that's okay. So without further ado, let's begin. Um, I want to introduce you guys to a good friend of mine. Um, This guy, we went class together you know we we finished our master's degree together um my man dexter phillips how are you bro i'm good i'm great actually so um i know you, you had a lovely intro but i want to say uh, a special intro to you today oh, all right all right come all right. on man come on I have all to, right i have to support you right so uh you mentioned that you know you're not a government official and your words shouldn't be taken as one. But um, I gotta let people know that this guy here has been, you know, such an influence to me. As well as, you know, while we were at school, he helped me through a lot, you know. And he graduated with his master's hey, in public health. Let's go. Right. And, <laughs> and is currently working in the field. So yes, while Buta be thinking, he also be knowing a little bit. Come on, yeah? tell him, tell the people. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm really happy to be here. Bro. Yo, I'm man, thank you so much. Honestly, I think sometimes we forget how far uh, we've come, man. Because me and you, we was <laughs> out here studying. 
in these streets yeah. or in these classrooms <laughs> studying, you know, trying to uh, pass all our exams, writing papers every week. It was a rough ride. So, yeah, man. So, I mean, honestly, thank you for the intro. Um, it's a great segue into what we finna be talking about today. Um, I know the past two episodes we've been talking about government. We've been talking about how the government has played a role in people's lives. But today I want to switch it up a little bit, um, and which is why I brought you. You know, you are another public health official as well. Um, we both got our degree in, in public health. Um, and I just wanted to talk about just the coronavirus. Um, I wanted to talk about just how things have been going, um, how things were before, what we've learned um, and just explore that topic, you know. So that's kind of sort of what I want to touch upon today. Um, you have any thoughts, Dexter? Well, as we've all experienced over, I guess it's going on what eight, nine months now of of this. Man, might pandemic. as well be a year. <laughs> I'm saying right. So uh, it's been a lot for all of us to deal with, and even as professionals in the public health space, we also had it was now new to all of us as well to navigate. So yes, we studied for it and you know we had you know some knowledge of how to go about this, but as with everyone else, it was very new, it was very, you know, devastating. Yeah. Um personal story here, I myself actually had COVID. Uh, oh, very oh early. yeah, you know I'm I'm sharing. I'm probably oversharing at this point. But HIPAA. <laughs> <laughs> that was um back in March at the at the beginning of, of, of the whole lockdown situation. And that aspect that affected me on so many different levels. You know, from thinking of it on a personal level of, oh my God, am I going to survive yeah. this thing? Also, you know, the people that are around me, uh, the community, how yeah. how is it, ha- what is happening? You know, so it was a lot to, to, to take in. And still, nine months later, or about yeah. eight months later, we're still dealing with we're this. Still here. <laughs> we're still here. We're still wearing masks. In a studio, <laughs> right? <laughs> speaking, <laughs> try to you know make some sense of it all. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's so real, man. And I think the crazy thing is, um, we had literally just graduated, right? Mm-hmm. We had literally just left school. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we didn't graduate when when COVID had hit, no. man. We were oh. called away from school, you know, right. back home. Um, still taking, still studying, mm-hmm. still doing stuff for our classes while all of this stuff is going on around us, you know what I'm saying? And all the things that we've learned in class, we're clearly seeing happening all throughout uh, cities all over the world. Um, so honestly, none of us were prepared for for COVID. But um, honestly, we came out, I guess, equipped because <laughs> we've seen it in real time. You know, we're seeing the things that we learned about happening in real time. Um, and I really like how you described how COVID has impacted you on many different levels, right? How it's impacted you personally, mm-hmm. how it's impacted your interpersonal relationships, yep. how it's impacted um, your role within the community, you know, and so on and so forth. Um, COVID has really taken a huge control of a lot of people's lives, man. And I think that um, while things have been, have gotten, have felt a little bit more, I guess, normal, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I think, for a little bit right, of time, right. we had we had some sort of freedom. I think we've been getting accustomed. Yeah, to, no, yeah. I think that's that's probably what's happening. Because uh-huh. earlier on, it's like wear a mask. 
it was hard. Right, 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 but right. now it, it becomes part of your, your everyday life. Like, yeah. you know, oh, my mask, you forgot it. Right, <laughs> man, I literally just did that. Just did, <laughs> before coming just in. did that, you know, before we yeah. came here. And it's really a situation that it, it's becoming normal to us yeah. in a lot of sense, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, it, as, I, as I said, it affects so many different levels. Right. But in the community, for example, uh, taking public transportation, Mm-hmm. You know, it's still kind of trying to be like, yo, stay six feet apart yeah, 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 and yeah. stuff like that. But really and truly, is that feasible right. in a city like New York? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it, and the wearing of the mask is definitely happening still, which is mm-hmm. great, you know, for most for the most part. But while some stuff has become normal, a lot of other stuff is, you know, still a lot of resistance to yeah, it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, Expound upon that. Like, what do you mean by that? So, like, the resistance, as I just mentioned, like, the public transportation situation, it's hard to be able to do six feet apart yeah. when thousands of people have to get to work. Right. Uh, how much? Uh, maybe more than maybe more than a thousand, yeah. you know? But probably have to get to work and take this train or take this bus. And I myself, I don't have a car. So mm-hmm. when I get on public transportation, you know, there's people right next to you. Yeah. So then people are, are up in arms. Like, you know, why Why are we doing this? Yeah. You know, why are we doing these control measures? But if it's anything that we've learned is that you can't have just one control measure yeah. for a situation like this. Yeah. So in school, like, even though it wasn't COVID we were learning for, you know, but all the other communicable diseases and stuff like that, that we may are non-communicable, that we may be dealing with, you have to have more than one control measure yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Uh, to adequately deal with it. Yeah. And that's, what we, that's what's been happening. So the masks, the staying six feet apart, mm-hmm. the washing of the hands. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I speak about washing of hey, the hands? Hey, talk about it. <laughs> Some of y'all dirty out here. So, yo, it's been <laughs> <laughs> so I had, a, I had a story with that. Yeah. So at the beginning of the, of the pandemic, right, uh, so not at the pandemic, sorry. I close to the lockdown okay. of New York. Uh, I guess that would have been in March exactly. And um, I went to the gym. This was just before the gym closed. Yeah. They, they finally closed the gym. I probably shouldn't have gone to the gym, seeing as the gym is usually a hotbed for people the, like y'all. Anyway. <laughs> Shaking my head. But I went to the gym, right? Yeah. Went to the gym, finished, had to use the bathroom. Okay. To, to heading out, right? Now, at this time, even though the, the city wasn't completely locked down, they yeah. had locked down the following week, there was a lot of <laughs> uh, guidelines mm-hmm. and, you know, telling you, wash your hands, do these types of things yeah. that was already going on because, I mean, the coronavirus had already affected the rest of the world. Right. But we were in the gym and I went to use the urinal. Uh-huh. The usual thing, you know, a guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> now... There was another elder, older guy, he, at least in his 50s, comes to the urinal right next to me. Now, why did he do that in the first place? Uh-oh. As a guy, <laughs> you know what I'm talking yeah, about, yeah, right? Yeah, you got mad other stars. Uh, exactly, right? right next to me. <laughs> Six feet. Unnecessary, right? Shaking my head. So, this guy used the urinal. Yeah. Made a about turn uh-huh. and out the door. Ooh. And I am there. Shocked yeah, and in yeah, yeah. awe of this because I'm washing my hands yeah. at the at the sink and he just on about to it. and I'm like, it's not serious coronavirus because like, 
that is just naturally, you know, you have to be hygienic, right? Yeah. But in this situation that we were in, where, you know, pandemics and, and, and everything was happening, like, you should want to wash your hands. Right. And this is not a, a, a young child or something like that. It's a grown man. So, you yeah. know, that's, that behavior has been yeah. happening throughout his life. So you right, can right. imagine how hard it is for them to wash their hands now when, when they yeah. ask them to. Yeah, because you know? honestly, if you were raised not washing your hands after using yeah. the bathroom, <laughs> you know, you, you're not going to think twice about not washing your hands. And I think that what you said brings up a really good point, man, is how our environments um, contribute to the way that we react to different health um, measures. So, for example, this is obviously, you know, a, a, a hypothetical, but let's say that this man, um, okay, he didn't wash his hands, but let's say that, like, it's it was a cultural thing, right? right let's say right, culturally right. speaking, mm-hmm. like, it's not appropriate to wash your hands after using the bathroom. I don't know (laughs) what what culture would obviously do something like that. But let's say that's the case, (laughs) right? And this man was just raised to not wash his hands. And he, you know, he's just going about, you know, doing his thing. And he's not educated on the proper proper hygiene, right? That could lead him to... um, certain adverse health effects, right? Oh, most definitely. Lead him to being prone to certain health effects because he doesn't understand the importance of washing yeah. your hands, right? So the reason why I laid that out, man, is also because if we take a look at the different communities okay. that um, we speak, see... Speak on it. Hey! Let's, let's see. Speak hey! Mm-hmm. You know, if we look at the different communities around us mm-hmm. um, and how they're being trained and how they're being equipped to handle the coronavirus, right? Um, we obviously see a, a vast different array of methods. Um, but, right, so we have people in the rural communities who are saying, okay, let's not, we can't wear a mask. We have, um, in those places, there's lesser restrictions, right? So yep, people are yep. going out, they can go out without wearing their mask, they're not uh, staying six feet apart, Um and and they're just not caring about the coronavirus, right? Mm. And the lack of education, the lack of reinforcement, is causing them to become a public health uh, health risk of risk, so then, right? Exactly. So if you look at, um, we could speak about the cultures. Yeah. And um, I, for for example, I'm from a. a different culture. Yeah. I'm from Trinidad and Tobago. Yes, sir. We see the flag on your your mask. Come on now. You (laughs) better rest. Trinity to the bone, right? Come on now. So, um, I grew up in a different culture as to what I'm in right now or what I'm part of right now. So, we learn things, you know, slightly differently. Not that it's drastic, Uh but, you know, for example, healthcare is a right yeah. in Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah. Right? Like, we have free healthcare. Okay. So if something happens... Lucky. To you, <laughs> a little bit, you know? A little bit. Yeah. So if something happens to you, you you could go to the hospital and they'll fix you up and send you on your way. Right, right, right. right? right. Uh, so that fear of going to the hospital is, is not there for me. Like, I, right. I want to do that. Like, yeah. if something happens to me, my first inclination will be, hey, let me go to the doctor mm-hmm. and see what's wrong. Mm-hmm. However, in the U.S. of A, yes. right, uh, we know healthcare is more of a commodity. Uh-huh. And insurance right. is such a big impact. So yeah. there's a lot of people out there that don't have insurance mm-hmm. that would be 
afraid to go to the hospital yeah. even when they are sick yeah. because how they can't afford it yeah <laughs> they, they really can't afford it and then you know maybe their their status may not be you know secured yeah and it's a fair so you had a lot of people out there that potentially had it mm-hmm. or was spreading it and didn't even want to go to the doctor yeah. because of that fear of what could happen to them yeah. and then we know how their the healthcare system hasn't always been fair to all parties, yeah. you know, so that's a whole nother conversation exactly. <laughs> on, on its own. But just speaking particularly to, to, to COVID, um, a lot of cultures that me, that are custom having large gatherings, mm-hmm. for example. I mean, most cultures do that, yeah. right? But these large gatherings where you're not wearing masks, yeah. you know, where you're not taking the proper precautions, right. Increases the risk exactly, and here and here we are, right? Yeah. Where you know cases are going back up in New York mm-hmm. uh, after this feeling of comfort, I guess, that yeah. we're getting accustomed to. Cases are going up, and we have to, you know, stay vigilant mm-hmm. in 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 doing what we have to do because even though culturally it may not be the norm for you, you have to, you know understand that it's a pandemic yeah. that 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 things need to change yeah. forcing us to change yeah. in in a lot of the aspects yeah. so how how are you going to now communicate that to them that they understand and that they learn and that they they, they take that in yeah yeah and i think i think one thing that i can clearly think about um is something that we learned you know like in class is like the health belief model mm-hmm. um where they kind of sort of talk about how man i don't even remember it <laughs> oh god your, your professors were I not blank oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> i pulled up but it, it it pretty much what it talks about is how um our knowledge Mm-hmm. Um, of a particular matter is influenced or our motivation uh-huh. to mm-hmm. going and, and conduct some type of public health um, how we feel. behavior change mm-hmm. is determined by um, how we feel about about, about about the particular risk. Mm-hmm. Um, so, or our perception mm-hmm. of how we can overcome exactly. that particular risk, right? I'm not going into the nitty okay. gritty details about what, what all the things are, but like, even one thing, for example, is like um, self-efficacy, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, is that the right word? Yes, that's yeah, right. Yeah, self-efficacy. You're um, teaching a class here today. Come man, on. <laughs> I'm trying to pull things from my brain. You uh, just graduated, sir. <laughs> Come on. Uh, but yeah, but self-efficacy, I think, isn't that like your... Your, your belief in if on how you could overcome Yes, it. You there you go. There you go. Honestly, your belief in... in, in in the health measure, like you thinking that you're able to accomplish it. So, for example, if somebody says that, okay, for example, somebody who may be obese mm-hmm. may want to work out, right? Yep. And they yep. may want to try to lose the weight. But then self-efficacy comes into play and they may think to themselves, okay, am I I able, right? Am I able to lose the weight? Am I able to get in the gym? When I look at these weights, can I pick it up, Mm -hmm. right? When I do these reps, am I able to get it done? Um, So that level of self-efficacy is what's going to make him want to go and work out, right? So if he believes that he's able to do it, he can go and get it done. Mm -hmm. He can get in the gym, bust out those reps, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to have a more of an inclination to, to want to make that change, to right? Actually want to do but it, if he yeah. feels like, oh man, I'm weak, it's you know, much, yeah. I ain't got no stamina, I can't do this, then he's gonna be less likely to go out and 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 do that. Right. Um so when tying that into COVID, COVID right. right, um bro, how, you got it, man. Moment, like how, hold up. 
how do you how do people feel about it? Right, this exactly. Most important exactly. So, Are you like, taking it seriously, right? Do you see it as an actual risk? Right. right? And that's one thing that we we, we we speak about too within the health belief model, I think, so, is perceived risk. Yes, perceived. perceived susceptibility. Like, can I get it? People are hearing that okay, only people with with who are, um, older, who are older who, who has, have pre-existing you know, conditions, conditions right? right? Mm-hmm. They think that um, only those people can get it, right? right, right. So this is not a risk for me. So, this is not a threat for me, <laughs> right? So I'm not even going to worry about it. Yo, I'm going to go to Atlanta. Exactly. I'm going to get my brunch. You know, I'm going to have <laughs> or, a good or time. Or Miami. I mean, or Miami. Or, you know, people, a lot of people going down to Puerto Rico, <laughs> you know? I'm saying. Enjoying themselves, having their best, living their best life. Have a lot of fun. So these are the things that come to mind at, um, when we think about, okay, whether or not our go- people are going to take the proper precautions for covid so let's let's bring it back to you know both of us yeah. for example we are both young hey don't put men. me on the spot okay man. come on come on <laughs> on the spot right now let's right? go red table talk right oh my goodness no brown brown so we're both young yeah. professional and we want to go out right we want to have fun yeah man we want to do things you want to yeah. go you know See, yeah, I'm just trying to do hood rat things. Yeah, with my friends, exactly, man. right. <laughs> but you also have the knowledge of, right. you know, this is not the best thing to do. Yeah, you know, this is not gonna help us and the city yeah, <laughs> as yeah. a whole by us gathering like this and having fun and doing all these kinds of stuff. So you're almost caught in like a a, a, a yeah. web of yeah. Do I enjoy myself mm-hmm. or do I, you know, stick to the letter of the law? Right. And I ain't going to put you on the spot to ask you if yeah, you have been anywhere. Don't tell nobody. Because, you know, <laughs> I think I heard you've been out in the streets. But anyway, that's besides yeah. the point. Right? Yeah, quiet, <laughs> the face is watching. The, right. But uh, <laughs> it's it's so interesting that I, I've spoken to a lot of uh, other young people, too, about right. it. Because... I'm not here to say, oh, I'm a public health professional. I know what to do. Like, as I mentioned before, like, yo, we, all of us have been learning. Yeah. All of us are trying to, you know, grasp this and how to yeah. manage our lives to live through a pandemic and study it at the same time. That's yeah. what we're doing. You know, right, we, right, right. we're living through the pandemic and studying it. Yeah. All you know? of us. All of us. It's not so, only us as, oh, as public health professionals, mm-hmm. but we're all learning about it. Right. And I think that the, what makes it even more difficult for people to like, comprehend this Mm -hmm. is this is the first time in a long time where um the world has not understood a disease of course right this is people are like oh my god what's going on like we've been so advanced in technology have you lived through a pandemic before i ain't never lived through a damn pandemic (laughs) i I don't think any of us have you know what i'm saying so So it's all a learning process for all of us um and i think that people have to we have to work together, right? That's yes. that's the biggest thing is we have to work together um, so that we can combat this disease. So learning about it, right? I spoke to a couple of um, co-workers and, yeah. you know, just other young people. Because I want to find out, like, what's the real pulse of it? Because you can't look online because mm-hmm. online is just straight yeah, trash. Nonsense. Right? But uh-huh. <laughs> so I was like, look, let me speak to people in person, you know, to hear what how they feel about yeah. it. You know, like, uh, do you really believe it's a hoax? Like, right. do you, you know, like, it, it ask these types of questions. Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, so many of the, the persons that I spoke to, they, they believe, but they have so many questions that at this point, 
they're lost. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. They, they don't even know what to believe. Mm-hmm. So as now, the professional answer to that, everyone, is to follow the requirements the of required the, CDC, yeah, <laughs> the CDC and the World Health Organization are probably the two most reputable uh, sources when you're looking for your gu- for your information, right? However, um, speaking to them, you could hear so many misconceptions yeah. and so many, you know, issues because they're getting information. Some, yeah. I mean, worst when they had the whole politic political party stuff, like... We know how many false information could come out like that. Mm-hmm. But just the learning of it, because as you mentioned, the CDC and the World Health Organization, those scientists and researchers are learning as well. Yeah. So that's yeah. why we had so many changes over the months of, oh, this is what happens. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. Like, on, how many months ago did loss of smell and taste become a, a, a symptom? You know, be, yeah, yeah. before that, that wasn't known. Right. So we kind of have to like give it some, not just give it time, but be open enough to understand. Yeah, be that. open and flexible. Right. That things are evolving. Yeah. And they may not always get it right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They may not always, but they pretty much do a lot of the times, and it's yeah. about protecting. Human life. Yeah, yeah. That is the most important part. They're not trying to eradicate the people. Yeah, right, <laughs> you know, right, so right. I'm saying, like, you don't need to go uh, in a bunker f- and hide out yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But we, it's it's a, a learning process, and we are all trying to learn. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a learning process, and it's a collaborative effort. Like, we all play a role in all of this. Um, the scientists are doing their part in, in doing research and in trying to come up with a vaccine. Oh, boy. So they do and they think over there. Um, we have government officials, some of them. Some. Let's, say, let's say some. Oh we ain't gonna, you know, we ain't going to name them out. But some of them are taking measures mm-hmm. to combat COVID-19, right? And then while those people are doing their thing, mm-hmm. um, even within our own communities, our jobs, our workplaces are creating protocols and policies to be able to take care of COVID. Um, and then on a personal level, we also have to go about mm-hmm. and, and do our part, right? If wash one of hand. these, right, wash your hand, stay six feet apart, mm-hmm. you know, give a little <laughs> push, a nudge if you have to, um, wear your mask mm-hmm. um, and other other health precautions that we should take. One thing that people don't talk about as well, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to say it, Let me hear um, is also like think about like lifestyle changes too. We mm-hmm. talk about one method of prevention is obviously wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Another me- method of prevention is obviously washing your hands. Yep, yep. But let's also think about our lifestyle changes. Let's think about um, increasing our um, immunity, you know, like increasing right, our... Right. Um, Taking taking our vitamins, right? Diet, um, changing change. our diet, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, because those are the things that obviously make it make you more at risk mm-hmm. um, to have a more fatal interaction with COVID, right? Mm-hmm. We talk a lot about wearing the mask. We talk a lot about washing your hands, but we also have to talk about like actual lifestyle changes. And I think it's difficult during COVID because. People are stuck at home, right? So that makes you more depressed. That makes you more sad, which then makes you want to overeat. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the gyms are closed, which keeps makes it hard for people to go out and work out. People are laid off from the jobs. People are laid off from the jobs, so they're probably yeah afford to get to to go to the to the gyms or to to buy the healthy food. Yeah. So if I would speak for those that I guess might be in a similar situation, like as myself, 
uh, when I when I graduated, you know, before I got a job, I was in a weird space. Yeah. As in, I am Girl, I, I'm an international student. Oh yes, right. And I don't have insurance because yeah. the school insurance is up. <laughs> I don't have a job, so yeah. I don't have a job insurance. You know, and. I'm not bringing in any money because uh, I have to wait on the job to, mm-hmm. to, to be able to buy. So, like, what kind of foods was I able to buy? What yeah. what was I able to do for my health within that space? Yeah. You know, so it, it was a rough time. I'll be honest. It, yeah, was, yeah. it was a tough time to navigate. Imagine, man. You know, and, with the, and this is true all the pandemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you want to be able to do those things. And, I mean, this could go into so many uh different aspects of public health. For example, you mentioned about the, the obesity and, yeah. you know, that nutrition and dietary right, 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 right. change and things like that. Like, we, as a community, mm-hmm. we need that. Yeah. You know, because we know, and if I want to get into some statistics for you guys, mm-hmm. like, you know, the uh, Hispanic and the black population, you know, suffer disproportionately from obesity. Yeah. Right. Now, why is that? It's not just because we make good food. Hey. I mean, I mean, that might be part of it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> speaking from the, as, as a Caribbean person myself, yes, you know, sir. like you know, the food is good. Yep. You know that, but we we also have to understand the you know the environment that we are in mm-hmm. and what and what we have to deal with that gets us to that point. So, I mean, all of this could go into many directions, but COVID affects all of that stuff. Exactly. Because those people with those underlying conditions, you know, if you, I mean, are not, it's not going to happen right away with the proper figures, but, you know, two, three years from now, our public health professionals are going to be researching yeah. and, you know, conducting research on this pandemic that we have gone through mm-hmm. and, you know, seeing why did these people die? How how many people died because they had asthma? Yeah. How many people yeah. died because they had respiratory uh, illnesses? How many people died because they had high blood pressure, yeah. obi- et cetera, ex- diabetes, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. And you're going to see how it affected these types of communities. Yeah. You know, so from a health standpoint and also from a demographic standpoint, you know, COVID has had a, a, a drastic effect on you know, the underserved population, yeah. if, if you put yeah. it that No, for real, for real, man. For real. And it's it's honestly like a top-down approach um, where everything comes from the top and kind of sort of trickles down. And um, I think it's a very intentional thing that we started off the Bird Will Be Thinking podcast mm-hmm. talking about the government, talking mm-hmm. about how it influences, how it should be a father figure to its people. Um, because that's where it starts off, right? Exactly. If our government isn't taking its 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 roles and its measures to um, secure our health, then it, it makes it a problem for everybody else. Everybody. And then it makes it a problem for those who are the, the most underserved and those who are the most marginalized. Um, so we really have to... And, and it's not to say that that's the only approach that's no. taken, right? So there, there are multiple measures where we can, where we can make a difference in terms of the, the coronavirus. Um, but one thing that we have to, to keep in mind is that that's something that's really important is policy, oh, right? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Because the policies, you know, they govern a lot about what we do, how right. we act, how we right. behave, you know. And now I'm not American. So yeah. nobody call me a communist or anything crazy like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we speak about things like in our class. Yeah. You know how many times I always wanted to say the answer was 
free healthcare. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know how many times I said yeah, that, yeah. right? That's, that's literally I'm, the answer I'm to like, everything in public health. I'm like, look, <laughs> free healthcare. Right, oh, this right, is a right. problem. Free, free healthcare. Right. But I get it. It's not that simple, yeah. especially over here. You know, it, things are yeah. you know, a little because different. We talked about it. We're dealing with culture. We're exactly. dealing with ideals. We're dealing with people who think differently than other people. Much you know what I'm saying? You know? Like it's very much possible for something like that to probably take place in, in a place like Trinidad and right, Tobago. Right. Um, be, look at your history. Right. It's very <laughs> easy to do that. Um, and even the mentality, the right, mentality in in, in in your nation is one of, of unity, right? Yeah. One of different people from different Not places coming together, um, being a melting pot, you know, merging together, exactly. right? And... And that makes it easier to create something like so when free those healthcare. policies so when those policies come down yeah you know I mean granted this has been going on before my time so right. I, I can't say, but so I've I was born and grew into it but right at that time you know it's something that we all embody like it's yeah. something that we all are accustomed to yeah. it's something that we all you know uh, moving forward is part of our life part of what we deal with so. Doing something like that right now in the U.S., for example, it's going to cause a lot of a lot of strife, right. a lot of problem, yeah. right? Yeah. However, those people that born or or those young children that grow into that, mm-hmm. that's going to be their life. That's yeah. going to be normal for them, yeah. you know? So, I mean, look, I, I understand that that may not be the, the specific answer to it because... How many times they ask us, how do we fix America's yeah, yeah, healthcare yeah, yeah. in class, right? And we have so many different answers. But with regards to like the COVID and policy and you, your whole the podcast started speaking about the government. Like you have to look and see, you know, what are they doing to protect the citizens? Yeah. Right? Like what are they doing to protect the health of a human being? How important is that mm-hmm. to them? Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm gonna be honest from a outside looking in and also being part of it as yeah. I'm here, like it could be a lot better. It <laughs> Let's could, just put it. And with this whole pandemic situation, I don't want to have to speak about, you know, like what yeah, they man. did or what they didn't yeah, do. Yeah. Because I, again, I don't really care to get too much yeah. into that political side. You yeah. all spoke a lot about that already. Right. But with the health side of it is like people are dying. Yeah. And continuing to die, yeah. right? Uh, for example, I recently got tested mm-hmm. just yesterday. Actually, <laughs> got tested for COVID. I'm negative, by the way. Negative, negative, safe. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but um, as someone who had that lack of insurance at a point, you know, because I'm employed now, so that's okay. But I believe it's only City MD that's offering. Yeah. Free COVID testing for yeah. you don't need anything basically. <laughs> like you just need uh, some form of identification, and you could get a free COVID test. Mm-hmm. I know at the beginning of the pandemic, it was you know a lot more places offering free stuff, um, completely free. But now I think a lot of them you need to have insurance. Yeah, Even yeah. if they don't bill you, they will bill the insurance, mm-hmm. right? But you know how many people that excludes. Yeah, that's true. When you do that, yeah. like, and then you have to know your population. Like, mm-hmm. in, are we in New York? Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> we in New York. Yeah. You know how many people over here are immigrants, yeah. are some some of them illegally. Yeah, yeah. And also, there are people that just probably don't have health insurance. Like, yeah. we know the numbers 
of Americans without health insurance is extremely yeah. high. So are you going to exclude them from, right, right, you know, right. and I'm just saying that there are other places I'm completely sure. But when I was looking in my area mm-hmm. for, you know, somewhere that I could get tested mm-hmm. and I was looking at it and I saw like it's only City MD that was really giving you, you know, completely free yeah. at this point. And we need that testing still. They keep telling you, you know, they have the lovely signs, get tested, right, get right. do this, do that, you know, be safe. And stuff like that. But you yeah. have to make that now completely accessible yeah, yeah, yeah. to the people that are here. Yeah. Because then they could be the ones spreading the disease. Right. <laughs> they could be the ones, you know, dying from this thing. Yeah. So it's 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 a lot policy, yeah. as you mentioned, governs a lot. Yeah, policy governs a lot, you know. Um, but it takes a village. It yeah. takes all of us to work together yeah. to combat combat this disease, right? Mm-hmm. It takes policy. It takes individual effort. It mm. takes organizations following policies, right? It takes <laughs> right. communities following policies. Um, it requires all of us to work together um, to really combat this disease and to combat this illness. Um, so I want to thank you, Dexter. Oh, I want to thank you, man, for coming oh, man. on my show, for giving your wisdom, for giving your insight. Um, I really hope that this podcast was informative to some right allows people to think right allows people to get different perspectives um and i really hope that what you took away from this podcast today is one of um just understanding right one of our understanding of our process to better health right it doesn't just start with your own personal motivation, right? Mm-hmm. It 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 all works together. Yeah, from from the top, from the top, top down, from, from the down. government, mm-hmm. um, from the from the federal government to the local government, to your interpersonal relationships, to your own personal relationships. Um, all of these things affect our health, and if we can all pitch in, if we can all work together, then we might have a healthier world. Yeah, I I um, completely agree with that, and you know I'm glad that. You are here, you know, speaking about these things. And you mentioned, you know, not every day would have solutions, but yeah. I feel like, you know, we have solutions already. Yeah. We have to now take it upon ourselves to follow those things. That's true. As I say, it takes a village, you know, and we can work together to get to that point. You know, it's a long road. We know this pandemic, uh, it's still going. We haven't touched on the vaccine situation, yeah, yeah. but uh, <laughs> that ju- juicy that, <laughs> that one probably might be um, a little more. Yeah, uh, but it's, it's we have to talk about. We it, do. Though. It's we necessary. Do. We do right uh, because uh, personally, I understand the skepticism yeah. and the worry uh, as someone who not necessary clinical uh, yeah. trials, but as someone who conducted research. Both of us yeah, actually, yeah. we know the time and effort and right, the, right. You know, the methods necessary to conduct yeah. that. And in all honesty, you would love to have a two-year span of clinical trials before a vaccine comes yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately... Yeah, things have to be accelerated. But what, one thing I would say as mm-hmm. well is, and thank God I work in the field of public health, but I was having a conversation with one of my colleagues and he was telling me how... Um, we have to remember that mm-hmm. COVID-19 is not a completely new virus, no, right? No, it's not. It's a new strand yes. of something that we've seen before. Yep. Um, so the research has already have been, has been done so, for yeah, years. Definitely. People, Some have, of been, it, yeah, definitely. people have been uh, researching SARS for years, yes, right? Yes, yes. Um, 
So what they have to do now is kind of sort of transfer over that data to apply to this new virus mm-hmm. that we see today. Um, so even though things are a little bit more it's quicker, definitely more right, there has it. been work that has already been done as well. And people have to, to think about that, right, and make a decision based upon that. Mm. It's not like they just came up with something, Man, right? That's true. It's against like, the wall. Yo, take like, it, yeah. right? This, it, this is something that has been planned and has been in oh, the works for years. Most, most definitely. And, you know, one of the things, firstly, we already have, you know, a lot of people that's against vaccines on the whole, mm-hmm. right? So to, to get a new vaccine would they will probably be nowhere near that however what we all have to realize is that at one point in time these vaccines that we take regularly was new (laughs) it was like for example i had to take as an international student coming here i had to take all the vaccines like basically like just stick me with (laughs) with all the stuff right you know like just just to be able to come to study right so far less for now where this is uh, a virus that's killing people at, a, at an alarming rate you know it's expected that we we need a vaccine yeah. as soon as possible now would people feel a little scared to go probably the first two batches i understand you know i was out put my hands up and be like look i get it yeah. you know you probably don't want to do that however you know i i foresee <laughs> that they, not that they're going to be forcing vaccines or anything like that, but it's um, it definitely would be beneficial for people in like the healthcare professional and things like that to be, you know, to, to take the vaccine. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. we'll deal with that when we come to it, although it seems to be coming very close, but um, it's definitely an interesting uh, way to look at it. But I gotta say, you know, again, thank you for having me on here you know it's my food i've been listening to the podcast and hey. you know saying my time will come my time will come <laughs> don't worry and you know i think since this is the first one being like video recorded yeah you know i thought it was for my good looks you know hey. <laughs> but, but then you just yeah, gotta cut i just say right clean, clean. yeah i was thinking it was for my good looks now i'm here with, with a mask on you can't even see right but right. <laughs> but uh it, it's been it's been amazing man and, and i enjoy having our conversations and we're gonna continue to have many of course more, you know of course this is just the beginning man and thank you for coming on and thank y'all thank the viewers thank the listeners for joining us on Bird will be thinking and we just want to thank you for thinking it through